From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. In remote areas of Australia, the infection rates of human T-cell leukemia virus type 1 are exceeding 40% among adults. HTLV-1 is present throughout the world, but the prevalence is extraordinarily high among indigenous Australians. And there's some concern that, that, that more needs to be done to prevent and reduce transmission. Here to talk about HTLV retroviruses is Dr. Bernie Poise, a professor of medicine in Upstate's Division of Hematology and Oncology, who's been involved in retroviral research for decades. Thank you for being here, Dr. Poise. Glad to be here. Your name is right there with uh, Dr. Robert Gullos uh, on the first paper identifying HTLV-1 nearly four decades ago. Can you tell us how you got started in this area of research? I uh, got started in retroviral research when I was a uh, senior at LaSalle University in Philadelphia. I had uh, As an or, undergraduate. As an undergraduate, yes. Oh. I had um, um, already uh, been selected to go to the University of Pennsylvania Medical School, and they had a summer research program that as a college senior I was able to take avail of. And I matriculated in Dr. Lawrence Loeb's lab at the uh, Fox Chase Cancer Institute and started doing research in retroviruses, characterizing their DNA polymerases, which are called reverse transcriptases, working with a variety of them, and then actually looking at human T lymphocytes at their DNA polymerases and contrasting them with retroviruses. Actually, um, during my time as a medical student and working in Larry's lab, he, he arranged for my fellowship and job uh, at the National Cancer Institute in the Laboratory of Tumor Cell Biology run by Dr. Robert Gallo. And when I went there, um, to be honest, within the first, I was quite experienced in looking for retroviruses and looking at T-cell uh, lymphomas and leukemias. And uh, I discovered HTLV-1 within the first four months of working there, and we worked for two years characterizing it and published it in 1980. So this has been your life's work. Yeah, correct. Yeah, my professional life, yeah. And th that was the first human retrovirus uh, discovered. Um, retroviruses cause a variety of diseases in animals across the planet, uh, cancers, uh, immune deficiencies, uh, uh, autoimmune diseases, things like that. But uh, a human retrovirus discovery had eluded science for a long time until we found HTLV-1. Well, I, I've, we've heard what viruses are. Is a retrovirus, how, how does that compare to a virus? Uh, retroviruses are a distinct class of viruses, and they, they get their name because they can copy their RNA into DNA. Their genome uh, is, is a single strand of RNA. Our genome is double-stranded DNA, and there's many RNA and DNA viruses Retroviruses, to complete their life cycle, have to copy that RNA into double-stranded DNA, which then integrate in, into the host uh, chromosomal DNA. Um, so it's retro means going back from RNA to DNA. Interesting. Well, what can you tell us about human T-cell leukemia viruses? All right. It's ubiquitous around the planet. We, we now know that HTLV-1 is uh, joined by three other species, 2, 3, and 4. Uh, these are also ubiquitous to non-human primates, and it probably passed from primates to humans 
multiple times over many millennia. Uh, we HTLV-1, we believe, originated in uh, non-human primates in sub-Saharan Africa and has gotten into humans many times. There's two major subgroups, um, probably representing two major distributions from non-human primates. The sub-Saharan group uh, is one, and then we know in Southeast Asia, Australia, Micronesia, Melanesia, there was transmission of another primate form into humans. The two distinct HTLV-1 subgroups are about 15% different in their nucleic mm -hmm. acid. Um, so they, they probably got introduced into humans thousands of years apart. So how do they get introduced? In? How does a human contract this? Well, it, it, retroviruses are passed by intimate contact with either body fluids or uh, blood products. Um, it's assumed that the spread from non-human primates to primates probably occurs during um, the hunting and slaughtering and, and eating of raw primate meat. Uh, and the, the blood from the animal can get into the human via cuts, etc. cetera. Uh, among animals, including humans, retroviruses are passed by intimate contact, and that usually, in, in the wild, that in natural circumstances, that would usually mean during uh, sexual intercourse or breastfeeding. Um, again, the, the relatively recent introduction of blood product transfusion led to further spread of these viruses amongst humans. Are there, uh, are there American, is this in the American population? Correct, it's endemic, it's endemic in sub-Saharan uh, sub Africa. So those parts of the country and the world where uh, there's larger um, uh, sub-Saharan African populations, um, HTLV-1 is present. About 20 some years ago, we did a study in the medical clinics throughout metropolitan New York City and found that 4% of the people of African descent had, were infected with HTLV-1. It's endemic throughout the Caribbean. It got spread around the world by um, the uh, ex uh, European explorers, particularly the Portuguese, uh, uh, either through the slave trade or just through interaction among humans. Uh, so it's very prevalent in, in Brazil. It's, it got spread to southern Japan uh, and parts of the Far East by the European uh, exploration and, and trade and uh, was, was quite frequent there. It's got leukemia in its name. Is it, does that mean it causes cancer? Correct. Uh, HTLV-1, most people that get infected with HTLV-1, and then we, there are a lot of humans with HTLV-2. HTLV-2 is curious in that it's endemic amongst uh, the pygmy population in Central Africa, but also among Paleo-Amerindians, the Indian groups that came over in the first two major uh, migrations to the New World uh, from Asia uh, have HTLV-2. Um, it, the HTLV-1 causes disease in about 5% of infected people over their lifetime. About 2 to 4% uh, 
will get a form of leukemia called adult T-cell lymphoma leukemia. It's a, a fatal disease. It can be treated, but it's not curable. Wow. Let me remind listeners, this is Upstate's Health Link on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, and I'm talking with Dr. Bernie Poise, an expert in retroviruses who's a professor of medicine in hematology and oncology at Upstate. Um, so HTLV-1, I've um, heard it described as a cousin of HIV, the that well, causes AIDS, right? They're, they're both retroviruses, and they, they, they share some properties. They're, they're both tropic for a type of white blood cell called the CD4 positive T cell. However, they've been separated in evolutionary terms from each other probably for millions of years. Uh, HIV is also a virus that uh, is endemic among non-human primates and got passed to humans from primates. That probably happened relatively recently uh, and probably within the last 50 to 100 years, whereas HTLV-1 got passed many, many thousands of years ago. HTLV-1 and humans and non-human primates have kind of worked out a symbiotic relationship. It doesn't kill uh, right away and it only kills a minority of the infected people. And you actually have to live for quite a while with it in order to get sick from it. Hmm. HIV is relatively new to humans, and we haven't worked out a symbiotic relationship. Untreated, it can be lethal to us. HTLV-1 transforms the target T cell. It makes it immortal, makes it grow forever. Um, That's how it passes its uh, genome in the DNA of the host cell. HIV kills the cell that it's infected. Um, and has to get out quick, has to mutate a lot to avoid the immune system and then infect other target T cells and quickly pass to another host, from one host to the other. So they're, they're alive but very, very different. They're sort of on opposite spectrums of the, um, of the uh, pathogenesis in, in, the, in the host animal. Oh, interesting. So, so what's happening with HTLV-1 in Australia? Well, we, we uh, cooperated uh, and collaborated with Carlton Gadjasek a long time ago in studying <coughs> the possibility that HTLV um, had infected indigenous populations of the, the South Pacific a long time ago. And we, we have learned over the years that it's endemic amongst Australian Aborigines and people in Melanesia and Micronesia. So it got into these folks probably uh, prior to their, uh, to, to the rise in sea levels as it's throughout all those islands, implying that, you know, at some point people were able to easily uh, migrate from one spot to the other and pass the virus one to the other. It, it, the HTLV-1 strain in Australia, again, is about 15% different from the strains in Africa, uh, but it causes the same diseases. It causes lymphoma. It causes a neurologic disease that's very similar to multiple sclerosis. In Australia, <clears throat> there seems to be a higher incidence of a disease called bronchiectasis, this is a disease of the lungs, very similar in some ways to emphysema and chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, 
where the airways are chronically inflamed, uh, leading to their destruction and breakdown over time. Uh, bronchiectasis has been seen in other HTLV-infected populations, but seems to occur very frequently in, in Australian Aborigines, and we're not quite clear like, why is this so. Uh, about, uh, there was a recent study in Australia that 60% of the people with the diagnosis of bronchiectasis in Australia had HTLV-1 infection. Whereas here in the United States, that would be a very small number. Um, the recent concerns are about in some of the uh, in Aboriginal groups in Central Australia have shown a very high prevalence of HTLV-1. Uh, and it's not totally clear why. I mean, you could speculate uh, since the virus is passed by breastfeeding, by uh, sexual interaction and intercourse and by transfusion, there must be, some, in my opinion, some behavioral uh, event going on that's increasing the spread of the virus amongst the, the, the patient's population. Well, how are these uh, people in Australia or anywhere, how are they being treated once, once you have this? What, There's no the... treatment for HTLV-1 uh, infection. Uh, some of the antivirals that we use for HIV might have some modest impact on HTLV-1 spread, but in part, uh, the virus spreads in the body a little bit differently than HIV. Again, when it infects a, a human T cell, it makes it grow. It makes it um, um, almost be immortal. It, it can grow and spread, and that each clone of infected cells expands many thousands of times over the lifetime of the person. And it's not spreading by making new virus and infecting another target cell. It's simply duplicating the infected cell, and the DNA of the virus is in the DNA of the host cell, and it expands that way. So it's not a lot of our drugs for HIV attack the virus by preventing its expression and replication. HTLV bypasses that, so the drugs don't affect its, its spread within the body. Um, also, because it doesn't make that many people sick over their lifetime, there's been less of, of a need to, uh, to, to treat it. Uh, you, there's treatments for the various diseases, um, but they're not curative. They can um, ameliorate some of the signs and symptoms and improve survival, but they do not make the disease go away. Um, what about a vaccine? HTLV-1, and HTLV-1, I should say, is related to bovine leukemia virus. With the primate T-cell lymphoma leukemia viruses and bovine leukemia virus, they form what are called the group D retroviruses. So HTLV would be much more amenable to approach of vaccine therapy uh, than HIV. HIV replicates very fast. It mutates. We published a long time ago that it has the most error-prone DNA polymerase ever discovered. HTLV, by contrast, doesn't mutate its DNA, it has the most faithful DNA polymerase ever discovered. It makes less errors than our own normal human DNA polymerases. So it, it should be easier to attack and prevent HTLV-1 infection with a vaccine. But there's been no public health um, outcry or effort throughout the world to do so. 
Part of the reason probably is in some of the parts of the world where its uh, uh, prevalence is higher uh, are uh, more economically deprived. So there's not a lot of money to uh, apply a virus uh, program. Uh, countries like Japan, where they do have uh, uh, you know, top-notch uh, scientific uh, medical system, could uh, take on the effort to eliminate the disease in, in southern Japan by a vaccine, but they've chosen to approach it by a public health uh, effort that we don't do here and they don't do in Europe. Um, Number one, they have an aggressive approach to find out who's infected with H2V1. Find all the people that are infected and then counsel them as to what behaviors spread the virus and how to minimize the spread. It, it spread very easily by breastfeeding. Uh, if a woman is infected with H2V1 and she breastfeeds at least six months, there's about a 40% chance that her baby will get infected with H2V1. If the baby gets infected in, in utero or postpartum that way, that baby has a 10% chance of developing lymphoma or leukemia over its lifetime. So they simply find uh, all pregnant women, they test them for HTLV-1, and if they're HTLV-1 infected, they do not uh, have them breastfeed. They counsel them to do bottle feeding and stop the spread of the virus. They've already been quite successful in lowering the infection rate throughout southern Japan. They can do bottle feeding in southern Japan because of their uh, very good health system. Uh, the water's clean, etc. You don't need maternal antibodies to fight off all kinds of infections. In many parts of the world, even if you applied such an approach, the babies would die from diseases, uh, diarrheal diseases, etc. because they did not have their mother's antibodies. So it's very difficult there. Uh, but it, it theoretically, an HTLV vaccine should be much easier to produce than an HIV vaccine. Wow, what an interesting field, though. And I, I really appreciate you coming to share this with us. Uh, my guest has been Professor of Medicine, Dr. Bernie Poise. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.